I'm Helani Ellis, and this is the Exceptional Admins Podcast, where I invite admins, executives, and influencers to come together in an intimate setting. The world for administrative professionals doesn't just involve basic tasks. It includes an array of requests, challenges, and triumphs. During each episode, you'll be a witness to candid conversations and hear and join in on many, many laughs. And for those that know me, it wouldn't be complete without thought-provoking moments. The distinguished guests sharing time with us during each episode believe in the admin profession and have much to contribute to the greater good of executives, their admins, and organizations. Now, let's get to today's topic. But wait, before we get started, I definitely want to give a big thanks to our sponsor who's making this episode possible, Cloven Twine. And you know, for me, Helani, it's really important that I attach myself to products in which I've actually used, business owners in which I've actually met. And I'm really passionate about this brand considering it was founded by a guy who knew nothing about the space but it just fell on his lap. And Cloventwine, cloventwine.com, it's a unique company providing unique gifts for individuals to just do a better job with gift giving. Um, The brands in which that they work with are exceptional and you'll never be disappointed when it comes to picking that product, giving it to someone, having it be designed and specific. So check them out, Cloventwine. You know, that's a good question, and I haven't heard that question asked before, um, so I'm trying to, to find the right words. Um, the confidence that – the way I gained this confidence in the past two years is by just doing it and not being afraid to do it. We've got a very exciting guest today. This individual is someone I've gotten the pleasure of knowing since we first met in October of 2017, and her name is Lynn, and she's got a really interesting story, and it's going to be extremely inspirational for those listening. For those that are going to take bits and pieces away, you're going to feel so energized by her message, her story, and, you know, I arrived to an ELS forum here in um, Denver in October, and the universe literally bought, brought the two of us together. I saw an empty seat, I took it, and I sat down next to this person, and we just started talking, and I'll never forget the look on your face when I sort of said what I had done, what I was doing now, and you were kind of like an, oh my gosh, like the person that I've been looking for to kind of be that sounding board and or be that person that pushes me, this person has literally just sat down next to me. And I am slightly older than her, so there's sort of that level of just more time on this earth, of life. Um, I've got kids. She doesn't have kids. But Lynn's got such a beautiful story that includes some struggles, that includes a really um, challenging and healthy, as I'll say, uh, journey. And I'm super excited to have her part of the show today. So Lynn, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I want to start with the first question being... You know, knowing that we were spending this time together today and sitting in front of these two microphones and recording, what is it for you that excites you about spending the next several minutes together for the audience in which they're going to hear your story? The thing that excites me most about this is that I was on the other side listening and I had, I had been where these listeners are. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that I had had a podcast like this maybe two years ago, <laughs> but being able to share my story and giving it to people who mm-hmm. I know, I know are in the same situation, mm-hmm. 
who are looking for answers, who mm-hmm. are looking for that concrete thing to mm-hmm. push them to go forward. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that maybe my story gives them that that thought process of it may not actually be concrete, but there's something that comes out of it. Absolutely. And I love that. And let's spend a very short amount of time in the discomfort <laughs> of the situation in which you were in. And, you know, for the sake of confidentiality, because EAs are gatekeepers of just about everything, we won't be sharing anything confidential about that situation. But we'll talk about the things that obviously weren't positive. You and your executive did not have cadence, correct? Correct. Um, this executive, as I've said a couple times on a few other episodes, was a founder turned CEO, and that's a very painful process. They literally are two different things. And um, that was a struggle because that individual was scaling a very exciting business, correct? Correct. So on top of having the scaling of a company, taking a vision and making it a company, trying to take it from one market to a national presence, that's stressful in itself. You also ran very lean, right? Correct. So the things that you were doing with a very anxious individual who's an executive that you can't help but mirror their anxiety, mm-hmm. it becomes paralyzing a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't ideal. You knew that wasn't your like kind of forever home, and you didn't know how to jump ship. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And would you say at the time you were still figuring out you? Absolutely. I was going through a lot in my own life. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where I was meant to go in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I sat there in this um, cauldron, if you will, mm-hmm. with all of these ideas bubbling around me. Right. But I couldn't, I couldn't make anything of it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out. I couldn't move forward. Mm-hmm. I was stuck. You were stuck. That's a really good word. When we think about, and I hear it often, and you know, I say all the time, I almost would love for so many people to kind of have a conference call listening into some of my calls because I'm hearing this stuck 30% of the time, which to the point of why you're excited to spend this time with me, giving a people a chance to hear, one, you're not alone, two, this is what you might have needed to hear today to get out of that cauldron, if you will. Love the word, by the way optionality is actually bad sometimes and you know yourself to the level of what you can dig in i would definitely say you're a scrappy classy exceptional (laughs) admin you have no problem you know fixing the toner in a printer if it needs to be taken care of because you got to print board materials and then you have no problem being articulate and, and kind to a travel agent who's booking travel for 10 people kind of thing right correct yeah that's you and what you bring to the table, that's also a part of a bit of the paralyzing um, moments because you're like, I can do almost anything. Mm -hmm. You know, when when we met, we were sort of getting you out of the cauldron, right? Step out of it, sort of start to create silos of strengths of Mm -hmm. Lynn. And you even mentioned this before we started recording, I was working on a concept um, in 2018 to put together workshop sessions revolving around an acronym that not many people are using that I really want to spill into the professional community to replace that SWAT. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I mean, you and I both don't like that one because the word threat is in it's there. Negative. It's negative. Talk to me a little bit about SOAR. You attended that workshop. It was sort of a trial run. I wanted to bring people into a room. I think there was eight of us. There, I believe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were eight of us. Walk me through why you wanted to attend that and walk me through how, and the SOAR represents strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results. And then, of course, the word SOAR means, you know, 
go high. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. Um, you had invited me to go, and this was last October, so almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in this real tailspin of what do I do with my career? I had a lot going on in my personal life. I was really trying to figure myself out still, even mm-hmm. a year after we had met. Um, you think that those types of changes happen overnight, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Things take trust time. Trust the process. Trust the That's process. hopefully one of the takeaways from this as we're talking, but yes, trust the process. Trust the process all the way. Um, so you invited me to go to this workshop, and I said, why not? You know, we have had made so much progress together, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated what you were doing, and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, we went... And it really was a game changer for me because I, you knew I had my hands in different um, avenues to find income. Yeah. To I find mean, that income. was the thing. You need the income just to pay the bills. Just to pay the bills. Stay bill. afloat. What were you doing? I was waitressing. I was driving for Lyft. Um, <laughs> I, and then after I had started working for a payroll company. So I was working three jobs just yeah. to survive. To survive. And I needed something and again, I say concrete because I think a lot of people all the time are looking for something mm-hmm. that's concrete that's going to flip, like flip the switch. Like here's the box, open the box, here are the answers. Yes. That it, everyone's life needs to have curation. Yes. What fits Lynn? What fits Helani? Exactly. Yeah. And this workshop was great because one, it was extremely positive, which is what I needed at the time. Yeah. I also respond better to positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, there's studies shown that positive reinforcement does wonders over Isn't negative that reinforcement. It seems so common sense you would think which I talk to clients I'm like you need to give some affirmations don't just tell them what they're not doing right exactly (laughs) and this workshop was I felt like it was a very specific process that honed into what you like what you know you're good at Mm -hmm. what you know you could be better at which Mm -hmm. isn't a negative thing no learning curves learning curves and being honest with yourself that's huge and then realizing what industries and where you can go with those those checklists. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that moment, the thing that you and I, I remember specifically you standing at the front of the boardroom mm-hmm. and looking at me and you said in front of everybody, you have to go into hospitality. Yeah. And I knew that, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And just getting that affirmation, right. that validation, mm-hmm. um, really brought me to where I am now, even though it was still long before I, I had gotten there crazy and yeah. so the trust the process and it was it was a trust the process and I still have that piece of paper mm-hmm. um and it it lists all of what I know I'm good at what I could be better at. and you have to be real with yourself and to be that honest is scary it's scary and it's vulnerable and I'm gonna read so people fill out an intake form before they join me because it gives me just some stuff to work around and the question is any further comments or thoughts you want to share that help, you know, your host, Helani, help guide you in your story. And you wrote, I appreciate your help and guidance and pushing me to be authentic in what I wanted. And that's something almost like a permission slip, which I thought about it just before we started recording. I'm going to create a sore um, PS episode. We aren't given a lot the permission slip to be true to yourself, mm-hmm. right? We're supposed to be whatever this label is of an administrative individual. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be a then as females, a certain presence and certain sort of check off the boxes of how you're supposed to behave. And that's just not reality. And I'm in love with the fact that you wrote down the word authentic to what naturally, again, could be a a next word is how do you naturally respond to certain things? The cauldron, as you said, right? All of these things you know that you could be amazing at. I mean, I remember we chatted when you were considering a sales role Mm -hmm. 
And as much as I wanted to tell her, don't take it like a mother, I knew I couldn't really do that. <laughs> I just said, here are the things I'm thinking as it relates to what may be a challenge for you. And not to say that a challenge isn't a growing opportunity, but I didn't want you to go in the wrong direction considering you had come so far in sort of your journey to get to where you are today, which I wish we were recording before we started because the energy that came alive <laughs> when you talk about loving your job now, and we'll get there in just a minute, but park for a second on what is authentic about you that you know today that you didn't know two years ago? What, what I know now that I didn't know two years ago is that I can ask for what I need mm. and it's going to be okay. Um, and Versus I, like heavy people pleasing and being meek. Yeah and, yeah. and being afraid. So now where I am in any respect in my life, mm-hmm. um, a long time ago, I would kind of sort of maybe mention what kind I sort of maybe mention I love that. <laughs> what I needed yeah what I, what I needed to fulfill myself as a person sure. to be a better employee to be a better friend to be a better all of the above mm-hmm. um now I I know what I need and I I ask for it mm-hmm. and when I am authentic with that the outcome one the people I surround myself with now give it to me. Not not give it to me and like they hand it to me, but they hear me yeah. and they say, what can we do to get you there? Yeah. Which is huge. And two, they listen. Mm. And that for me was something that I felt like I wasn't getting and, you know, expressing myself in so many ways. And now where I am, I'm getting that and that makes me a better individual, mm-hmm. professionally, personally. And I love that you just said that and you literally just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Because you know yourself better, you do give off a different presence of confidence that does give someone the courtesy and trust in saying, I do want to hear Lynn out. Mm -hmm. And if you could see her face, she's heavily nodding. They want to help you because you are for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And when people can talk about being narcissistic and the superficial components of not being authentic... And not to say that any of those things were you, but you just didn't know yourself, which you're allowed to not know yourself. You're allowed to be in the dirt and the grime of discovering who you are. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine in three years, you know, saying, wow, remember when we recorded that episode, Mm -hmm. how far you've even come since then. Life is truly a journey. You know, what's one thing that you are confident about for yourself that's sort of connected to being able to ask questions and get answers and get more work? What would be a tip for someone to kind of get to the next level of confidence? You know, that's a good question, and I haven't heard that question asked before, um, so I'm trying to, to find the right words. Um, the confidence that The way I gained this confidence in the past two years is by just doing it Mm. and not being afraid to do it, Mm. which is what I where I was two years ago. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just doing it and I'm learning from that experience, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you can ask my my current boss. I may just do it, but I'll go back and get asked for feedback all the time. Yeah, Um, that's huge right there. You're welcome. And open, welcoming and open to feedback, although you've said it a few times, you are in a safe space. Whereas when I met you, the space was not welcoming of that. Taking an audit of your situation, I would say you're a really great thinker, right? You want to process information. You want to collect information to kind of dissect and problem solve. That helps you be a better person. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, I 
Uh, I think anyone you know who knows me it says I, I think a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe overthink. Sure. Um, I wouldn't take that away for the world though. Yeah. Because I'm able to really, especially now, step back and say, this is why I did this. This is how I want to do this differently. Mm-hmm. And I've really done a lot of self-work on seeing the whole spectrum mm-hmm. versus just where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And if thinking, overthinking is involved in that, I'm going to be okay with that right now. So... Respecting the process. Oh, man. You got to respect it and you got to trust it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, and to just make sure everyone hears the next part very clearly, it is not an easy process. It is not easy. It is easy. Do you love yourself more today? I get emotional. I'm going to get emotional. Emotional. I know. And you you made me cry when you called me before we decided to record this episode. But yeah. Um, If I look at where I was two years ago Mm -hmm. to where I am now, I'm a completely different person. And you love yourself. I do. We're both getting teary-eyed, so we're going to skip and keep going. (laughs) Um, So love yourself is huge, number one. And connected to that, and I touched on it for just a second, trusting the process is also connected to not having blinders on and you talked about this and I want to talk about it because it helps inspire people who maybe say, forget it. I don't want to fucking do that right now. But relationships, Mm -hmm. the role you have today is because you did an internship for free Mm -hmm. and that allowed you to one, show your hustle, your grit, your humility to build relationships with people. Maybe at a time that you're like, I don't fucking want to meet anyone right now, but I'm going to come in. I'm going to do this role. I'm going to like what I'm doing. And, there's that fake it till you make it. Sometimes that's got to be a mantra if it's for a day or a whole week or more. Talk to me a little bit about the relationship building part that maybe was hard, even though I know you are probably a little bit of an extrovert and sometimes <laughs> an introvert in your quiet time. But talk to me a little bit about some strategies about relationships. Um, well, my thing was, so I was an intern with this company that I'm with now seven years ago. And I was young and I was hungry, mm-hmm. um, but I was nervous. Mm-hmm. So... I really wanted to be in the industry. So I, when I say I pushed, like I asked every week for seven weeks to mm-hmm. be an intern. Mm-hmm. They let me come in. Mm-hmm. And in that time, um, I am extroverted. And so I got to, to know people in the office. Mm-hmm. And I built those relationships, mm-hmm. which I was excited to do. They became a safe space. Mm-hmm. The part for me that was tough was going to hotels and going to venues and meeting with vendors and making those external relationships again. That for me was a struggle. I didn't know these people. I was young. I wasn't polished. I wasn't the things that you should have been, but I was an intern. I did the nitty gritty. Um, I worked really hard and there were days where I thought I was working hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. And my now AGM, who I love, I dearly called me on it. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're better than this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's tough when you build these relationships, um, you don't know where they're going to go, but you they you hold them dear. And then when you're close enough with those people that they challenge you mm. to be better, mm-hmm. those are comments that I still, I remember even till this day, even mm-hmm. before I got this job that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable. I'm an extrovert, but I can sometimes get overstimulated by all of the things that are going on. And... Choosing to really forge through those moments and say, you know, this is someone that I might know down the road, make that connection. You have to push yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's uncomfortable. Um, It's not easy. 
Mm-hmm. And especially being, I was young. I was 20, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. I wasn't polished. I didn't have a suit. I didn't have any of those things. Right. I was walking in in shorts and t-shirts and mm-hmm. into really nice hotels. And mm-hmm. it was made very clear to me, you know, if you want to continue to do these things, yeah. you have to look the part. You have to play the part. Right. And I built relationships learning those lessons. Yeah. And I want to talk on that because it goes to the S of sore. And this is another thing that people sort of get lost in their own weeds of life. We always think it needs to be so big. I love to break it down into percentages. I love to break it down on the immediate. You used in that intern situation strengths of, as you said, hustling, working hard, those things that were natural to you, which then ultimately you were in maybe a 20 or depending on the situation, a 30% uncomfortable situation Mm -hmm. to the point of what you were dressing like, the places you were going. But you leveraged your strengths. So in the SOAR component, it's strengths, opportunities, aspirations of where you want to go, and results of what could come from that, which then the ROI, the results, return on investment, at that time, you didn't know who you might have connected with later. Mm -hmm. And look at you now. That wasn't a month later, a year later, seven years later, that relationship had a return on it, a results on it from the R box of results from SOAR. And I just wrote that down as you were talking because it really all starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, being authentic. I'm, I'm going to go to the last part, <laughs> which is totally connected to what we were just talking about, the seven-year gap from that internship to the company that you're at today, mm-hmm. patience. Oh, man. And... Uh, you- if, when I was in the moment, in those seven years, I mean, I had, I was in the industry that I'm in now for a while. I branched out and I hit a couple of other industries. Um, and then I had this, a, a year of, I, I use the word turmoil, where I, mm-hmm. I had a really, it was a seven year stretch. I mean, yeah. that's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and looking back on that now, I'm so glad that I pushed through when I could, mm-hmm. but knowing that that patience like having patience to even just get to the next step Mm -hmm. looking back at all that I've learned from my experiences I've learned from the relationships that I've built along the way Mm -hmm. um I would not be where I am today without patience and I would not be where I am today without um a deep dedication to to getting here within the last two years Which is really interesting because you just talked about kind of getting through it. And I mention this often and I live by this personally. So I'm, I do what I say. Things can happen in steps, right? Like we think of such the big picture, like I want to be over there, but just like we have to train to run a half marathon, we've got to have micro goals and get to those goals to get to the next one, to actually be able to run that half marathon taking you, which you've given me credit for, which might make me cry, you know, having a a big part in your journey in the last two years of, to what you said, really pushing you to do right by yourself. Well, you, the thing that you did, I wanted a job Mm -hmm. and we had gone through a couple of positions together. And I, at that point was looking just to not be where I was. I was looking to move forward. Um, and I was ready to take whatever, just Mm to one, pay the bills and two, to get out of where I was. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, which is funny because we had worked together earlier this year and you had asked me and, you know, we had 
talked about the position that I had gone in for. Mm -hmm. You said, well, is this something that you really want? Mm. And I sat in my car. I know exactly where I was. I was on the other side of the building. And I said to you, yeah. But in my heart, I was like, no, Mm -hmm. this isn't a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. But I needed a job. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment of like realizing that I wasn't being authentic, Mm. even with myself, because I'm saying one thing, I'm feeling another. Yeah. And then... You know, afterwards, we had a conversation about it a couple days later. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I don't think that that would have been a good fit. And that's hard, right? Yeah. To sit there and say, because you want something so much. You Mm -hmm. want the thing. You've made it the thing you think you're supposed to have. Exactly. You think you're supposed to have this. But if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Which I'm very much for, as you know. I am totally fine if a candidate says to me, Halani, it sounds amazing, but it's not for me. I'm like, great. Because as an executive assistant, still through and through, the last thing I want to do is use the client's time incorrectly with a candidate that's not feeling it. For you, it was like optionality, getting exposure to different things so that you can collect data for your journey and your personal toolbox of, that's not a fit, great experience, but it wasn't a fit. Right. And so um, being one with yourself, which takes time and figuring out who you are, what makes sense to you and forget for forget knowing like, oh, today this is me and I'm going to be this forever because that's not fixed either. All right, so closing out our time here together, really thinking about building relationships and having trust and also to someone you meet today, you may need to meet them again later, years from now. You know, embracing the process. Yes. And with embracing the process is, you know, creating disciplines that are connected to patience. Um, some people want the now, 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 and that just, I mean, think of how many years we have on this earth. Why not be a little bit more steady with what you're doing and what you're in front of or riding out something for a few months while maybe the job might be light, then freaking take an hour lunch instead of a five-minute lunch and go work out in the gym in the building because your health has been compromised. Mm-hmm. Like really just taking a shift. One of the things I want to give you a ton of credit for in a place in which you weren't like on the cloud nine is like you embraced someone sort of challenging you, Mm -hmm. which was me Mm -hmm. pushing you to an uncomfortable space of like, is this you? Are you being true to yourself? Are you being authentic? You need to fricking start loving yourself, right? Because how long have you not been loving yourself? And you called me several weeks ago, which is essentially where my brain exploded. We need to take this to a podcast where I'm honored that I've been a part of that Mm -hmm. and I've helped you. You know, we always think about like, I don't have anyone to call or anyone to help. And again, as a mentors to a uh, street, like she's helped me remember that the purpose I have and the contribution I have is of a loving position. Mm So, um, you're adorable. Thank you. That's so I really sweet. am grateful that you've given me this time today to record I'm happy this. to be. I was super excited. <laughs> I know. Running down me the street. Too. <laughs> Running down the street. I know. Um, this is great. You're great. And I'm Thank really you. glad that you are where you are. And I can't wait to see where you go. I am super excited. Thank you. I don't even know where to begin. We covered so much. Thought-provoking, laughter, and just great conversation. Have an awesome day. Remember... You're the reason you get up every day and work as hard as you do. Do things for you, your executive, and your organization. And remember, it's all worth it.